Welcome to episode one of That Classical Podcast. Hello, welcome to That Classical Podcast. Hi, I'm Hi. Chris. I'm Kelly. We haven't learned how to not talk over each other yet. Um, We're new at this. Guys. It's a work in progress. Uh, welcome to That Classical Podcast, the uh, the podcast that puts the four in Forkestra. That puts the woe in Ludwig van Beethoven. <laughs> that, that was terrible, that, that one. That was so bad. That puts the... Uh, no. We're on out already. <laughs> that puts the no, the fun and symphony is far too cringe and I don't think that's acceptable. Um Anyway, I didn't, I didn't why are we doing one. this podcast, Kelly, apart from terrible, terrible musical puns? Um We are fans of classical music, guys. Mm. We are in our twenties. I would say, unfortunately, I'm in my mid twenties now, but Chris, you're I've still got you're in your early twenties, yeah. Yeah, you bastard. Um But we like classical music and we we've liked it since we were teenagers and um we both work in classical music, don't we? I think mm. we could say that. Um, and when we go to um, concerts and things, we find we are the youngest people in the it's room. It's very sad. Probably by about 50 years. Quite consistently, um, I'd say, yeah. And um, we just thought, well, wh- why is that? And we thought, um, well, I, I, Chris, actually, um, we sing together. Um, in a choir uh, once a week, and Chris made this comment: like, "Oh, Kelly, you know what? Why? Why? How? It's how a great can we get dramatic reenactment of it? How do we get young people? I think we were just making like just chat in the break, and it, he said the story comment like, "How can we get more young people interested in classical music? Like, come on, well, let, let's do it, boffins. Let's let's get this sorted." And uh, we kind of just chatted, and then I the next day was still thinking about it, and. Um, in my experience, I listen to I listen to BBC Radio Three and Classical FM quite often, and it's so dry. It's, is it not? It's it's very close to the mic. It's, We're going to try and avoid that, <laughs> listeners. I got a bit uncomfortably close to the mic then, and it did not sit well with me. Yeah, we want to we want to make classical music a bit interesting again, basically, and fun. F- fun, and fun. Like, we have fun. <laughs> you should have fun too. Exactly. Listening to it. Um, yeah. We don't want to drag people along kicking and screaming to classical music. We want to introduce you to it and make you love it in the same way we love it. We're not experts. We, no way. <laughs> we, no. We, we are not. <laughs> we, we're fans, basically, and we want to get other people on a similar fan level to us about classical music, basically. Yeah, definitely. And uh, um, there's, no, there's no snobbiness here. Um, mm. Chris is going to play pieces that he likes and I'm going to play pieces that I like. And sometimes I'll be like, Chris, that was terrible. Why, why did you share that? I hate that piece. Uh, <laughs> that's boring. You know, it's like, Chris, you don't like opera that much, do you? Or you don't know much about I it. I don't know much opera. Whereas but... I'm like, opera's the best. Oh, are we going on a journey or is that too ITV too? Can, can this be our, like our journey? And I, I'll I'll learn things going on. Can can it be an emotional roller coaster? Is that it's allowed? It's going to be like educating Rita. Perfect. But Perfect. educating Chris. <laughs> um, uh, yes. So yeah, and exactly, we're going to be learning um, all the time, and and that's that's the interesting bit, I think. Um, if we do say so ourselves. If we do, um, it's not necessarily going to be very detailed. You know. We want. It's not like we're going to give you the. We're going to cut out the boring bits. We're going to cut out the boring bits. We're not going to be like. Um, staging was a Paul Brown in this production of this. Like I just don't 
care um, at the moment. And if you guys want to go away and look it up, that is fab. Please do that. That's very much what we want to do. So in this episode, uh, this is going to be a bit of an introductory one, basically. We're going to each talk about how we came to be fans of classical music, going to share a couple of pieces that, uh, that we really like, that really sort of switched us on to all the... All the exciting bits of classical music, Definitely. I think it's fair to say. And, and put a more um, personal spin on it. I think it basically, these are the songs that made us um, want to learn more about it. And that, that's kind of the point of this podcast is if we play a song that m- makes you think, oh, actually, it's not boring. I want to go out and look at more classical pieces. Um that's our job done. Like, that's all we want to do. So we just want to share with you what did that for us. Exactly, yeah. So this episode is going to be a little bit different to all the rest of them. This one's an introduction, you know. We're, we're saying hi to the world. Uh, in the future, we're going to do things a little bit differently, you know. We're going to mix it up, mix up the format. We're going to talk about a composer we like or a specific time period that we think is interesting or go much broader, talk about a topic, the world, the sea, love, life, anything we feel like talking about, basically, that is in some way tenuously but interestingly connected to classical music. That's what we're going to talk about. We, <laughs> we've decided. Right, mission statement over. Let's get on with the first episode. That classical podcast. Great. So, um, let, let's do this. Chris... Um, tell me, how's it going to work today? How's What are we going to do? So we're going to go through and introduce two pieces each that made us into fans of classical music, basically. Um, All right. It's that simple. That sounds great. We're, let's... Keep, we're keeping it nice and easy. Keep it easy. Uh, let's start with you. Brill. Tell me, <laughs> have you always been a fan of classical music? When... When did it start for you? Is, is this your interviewer voice? This is my interview voice, yeah. Okay, nice. I'm, we can, <laughs> we can work with it. it. It's all it fine. Work? It's all fine. Um, I uh, I played the flute from a very young age. <laughs> my, my parents um, very kindly took me along to flute lessons and I loved it. But I was never like massively into classical music, I'd say. Yeah. It all started, I guess, a bit later when I was sort of like mid-teens, like GCSE music sort of level. Yeah, um, yeah. And did your just friends like? Was it just you as a lone ranger, <laughs> just sitting by myself? Everyone else, everyone else <laughs> was going to parties. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to violin sonatas yeah. by myself. No, I um, yeah, there are there are a few of us um, who were sort of involved in various musical things and and enjoyed it. But um, yeah, so the first piece I'm going to talk about was, I guess, the first time I heard a piece and was just like, oh wow, this is just really nice to listen to all the way through amazing uh so this is going to be the lark ascending <laughs> by rafe vaughan williams rafe or ralph i've never known oh i don't care <laughs> vaughan williams sure <laughs> that guy yeah um please send all your angry comments by a snail mail <laughs> no um the lark ascending it's uh it's not quite a violin concerto which is where a violin plays solo accompanied by an orchestra it's sort of an orchestral piece featuring a solo violinist, basically. Cool. Um, so what we're going to do now is play you a bit of it, just a short excerpt. The whole thing's about a quarter of an hour long. We're just going to play you a couple of minutes. So enjoy.
So I think the main thing I love about this piece is its deceptive simplicity, basically. So there's lots of oh, very good. there's lots of flashy things going on in the violin, uh, but Vaughan Williams uh, based lots of his melodies on folk songs, basically. Um, so these are all based on the pentatonic scale, which is sort of a simplified five-note version of the traditional uh, music scale we use in Western classical music. Um, so it's... It's deceptively simple, uses deceptively few notes, actually. Um, and, yeah, he just manages to make this really, really beautiful melody just sort of floating over the top of the orchestra. Um, and, and just kind of makes it just sound so easy and simple and floaty yeah. and nice. It is. And this bit coming up is when it, for me, it really um, kicks off into like a... <laughs> really. The beat drops. <laughs> it is. It's the equivalent of a beat drop. It's the equivalent of a beat drop. There um, you go. And it's really beautiful, so um, enjoy this moment too. that was a little excerpt from The Lark Ascending, performed by uh, Iona Brown with the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, conducted by Sir Neville Mariner. Thank you very much, Chris. Was that our radio um, bit That there? was perfect. Um, I think that is a really beautiful piece. I was saying to Chris earlier today, I listened to it this morning quickly um, before we recorded, and I hadn't heard it in many years, and I got goosebumps. I, you know, th- this for me is like the best my favourite sort of classical music, really. Um, it really evokes images of stuff. You know, it's sort of, it is countryside and mm. it is kind of nature. And I don't yeah. know how, it, it's so amazing the way he, he writes that into a, a I know what you mean, you yeah. I, I actually personally don't hear that much of sort of Do countryside. You not? See, no, is, for me, I, is... I like it just because it's got a really nice tune, for basically. Me, I just, it really like sends these images right in front of my face. Of um, <laughs> fields and like fields. green and a lark ascending. And, oh, no, oh, oh, I went there. I went there. Um, yeah, so that is really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Because um, I mean, and you said earlier as well. Um, that is probably one of the most favourite. The nature, the nation's favourite. It wins the classic FM um, favourite piece every it is, year. I think it is easy to listen to and it it's is enjoyable. Easy listening. Um, We're breaking you in easily, listeners. We are. You're welcome. <laughs> Classical Podcast! Right. And on that note, we're now going to actually turn something a bit less easy, aren't we, Kelly? <laughs> yes. Um, Kelly's gone a bit rogue for I've, her choices. I've gone rogue, guys. Um, this might happen quite often. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't decided yet. So my story um, is fairly similar to yours in that I, mm. um, my parents made me... Um, <laughs> forced you. Forced me to play piano and violin Um and um, I, actually, I was so bad at the violin that I had they made me quit. Um, well, but You're, my parents, uh-huh. they were like, this must end. Um, but look, I mean, I was studying class, you know, classical music 
for years and years and years. And then it wasn't until I was 16 um, that I actually found pieces that made me think, that's super cool. Before, yeah. <laughs> Did you say cool. it in that really That's lame way? That's cool. Um, and uh, one of those pieces is is this one. It's by Ravel, uh, Ma- Maurice. Um, the piece I chose um, is actually one of his piano works. Mm. It's from uh, a suite called Miroir, uh, which means mirrors. Um, and it's a really, really freaking great collection of um, piano pieces. And... Um, Ravel really didn't write many things for piano, so they're really special, really great. Um, he is most probably most well known for um, Bolero. Bolero. The um, ice skating, Torvalentine classic. We don't like it very much, do no, we? We don't. We, we've, that's, no. we've spoken at length about how <laughs> boring length. we find that. Exactly. Um, so, yes. And, Coming up uh, in a future episode. Exactly. Um, but look, I mean, I was I actually found this piece called um, Alborado del Gracioso. Um, in a in a Japanese series I was watching, it was about um, uh, people. It was called Nordame Cantabile. It's about people studying at a conservatoire in Japan. <laughs> uh, check it out; it's great. Um, but anyway, this piece was in an episode just very randomly, and it really I just loved it the first moment I heard mm. it, and um, went to look it up online. And it was the first set of sheet music I bought for myself outside of my piano lesson. Very good. You You're know, such I, a good student. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember I took it downstairs and I got about halfway down the page because <laughs> it was so difficult. And that's why I liked it. It was, you, you'll hear it's so complicated, difficult. Um, okay. It's, it's really impressive um, and scary and weird. Um, <laughs> We're meant to be breaking them in easily, but it's Kelly. yeah. But you know, it's that that is what I loved about it. Um, okay. So I hope you like it too. It's the total opposite to the Lark ascending. <laughs> let's uh, have a listen. So let's have a listen. All right. It's a bit manic, isn't it? It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it's exciting. It, <laughs> yeah. um, it reminds me, uh, it, it did from the first time I heard it, of a terrifying clown. 
uh, you're like all about your imagery, drunken aren't you clown. Today? Yeah, but that is what classical music does to me. Okay, um, probably more so than any okay. other type of music. Anyway, that was um, God help me, Bertrand Chamaillot playing uh, Alvarado del Gracioso. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, what did you think? Did you do you like it? I do like it. Yeah, it's um, like I said. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. It's There's mad. lots of it uses the piano a lot more as like a percussion instrument than lots of other piano awesome. pieces do. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is is quite nice. It's sort of it's forceful. Yeah, and we were talking about that repeated note, the um, and like to me, technically, that like really fascinates me that that's possible. And it is, just but it like, only fascinated you enough to get halfway uh, down yeah. the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but look, guys, um, please listen to the rest of the song. There's um, another four and a half minutes. It gets really slow and weird and sad, and then the end is this big, crazy thing again. Um, so, yeah, hope hope you liked that. Very nice. That classical podcast. Um, right, Chris, back to you. Next up, What's that's your next the format choice? of today. Yeah. So my next choice is going to be, um, it's an aria from an oratorio by J.S. Bach. What's an aria? If you'd let me finish. <laughs> well, um, so an oratorio is basically a religious version of an opera. So they're non-staged, sort of a couple of hours long. And this specific one is the St. Matthew Passion. So it's the story of Jesus's um, arrest and uh, execution, etc. Oh uh, it's very heavy going <laughs> stuff, um, as told by St. Matthew in the Bible. Um, <laughs> and so Bach uh, set this whole story to music, basically. And I've picked an aria, which is basically a, a song. Mm-hmm. Is, is, yeah. is that fair? Yeah. It's a, it's a song, well. yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, that often reflects on moments that have just happened within the, the story. So this particular aria is called El Barmadish, which means have mercy, have mercy, O Lord. And it's, it's some heavy going. So this is just <laughs> after um, St. Peter. He, he probably wasn't a saint at the time, was he? he was just, he was regu- don't ask me, mate. I don't know. <laughs> I think he was just regular old Peter at the time. Petey. Petey, for sure, as they called him in the, in the Bible. Um, he has just betrayed Jesus by denying that he knows him three times. And then we get this aria reflecting on that. So it's not the voice of Peter singing. It's um, it's an aria sung usually by an alto, the lower female voice, mm-hmm. or a countertenor, which is a man singing falsetto. Do you um, want to tell us how you discovered this song? Uh yeah, again, this is another... <laughs> I will yes. tell you. Uh, this was another sort of, like, teenage years first coming to classical music. So this was the first... Essentially, one of the first pieces I heard by Bach, who... One of, one of the big granddaddies of classical music, I guess mm. you could say. Um, and... Again, similar to the Vaughan Williams, I'm just really drawn to melody and tunes. And this one has such a heartbreaking, poignant melody, I think. It's it's this Yeah, it's it's someone sort of calling out to to God to take pity on them for this horrible thing they've done. Been there. (laughs) (laughs) We all have. We've all been there at various times. Uh, but not all of us expressed it in this way. Oh, wow. Well, let's, should we have a listen? Without any further ado, <laughs> let's have a little listen, shall we? Great. 
Oh, yeah. What nice. do you think of that? I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Like, really, really, really beautiful. Mm. Um... I I, yeah, I also I thought it was a woman. <laughs> no, that was actually a camera. So that um, that performance was uh, Sir John Elliot Gardner with the English Baroque soloists and really, the Monteverdi Choir. Really nice. Um, yeah, it's just such a, a tragic, heartfelt piece. I saw this in concert the other week, actually. So mm. it's um, obviously it's the Easter story. So I saw it uh, in in concert over Easter. Great. Um, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, Kelly. I'll say it out loud. I, I shed a tear listening wept. to that piece. I, I wept. <laughs> Sobbed. Uh, that um, is lovely, though. It, you know. Yeah, I think it's so beautiful. The 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 words as well. It's, Tell us have... what do they mean. <laughs> I will tell you. Um, yeah, so what they're saying, they're saying, um, have mercy on me, God, for the sake of my tears. It's a poet could it's do a better intense. translation, but that's yeah, what it's saying. That's, that's what that's it That's what means. it's saying. And yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, it's the all the, the suspensions and clashing notes that it's got that sort of keep going and resolving and spinning over and over and each other. And the purity of, of, of that voice as well, mm. just really that, that hanging note above the, the strings. Definitely. Really, definitely. really absolutely beautiful yeah um anything and this, else yeah this, so this is one i uh, we again is one i came to at school and um until then i'd had a sort of fairly like in sort of instinctive appreciation for it it's just you listen to it you like it whatever yeah. um this uh the st matthew passion was the first time i'd sort of had learned enough about music to be able to like look at the score and understand more yeah um so that's kind of what why I like this piece so much because the first time I understood not just that it sounded nice but sort of started to understand a bit more about why it sounded nice Whoa. and stuff. Oh yeah, that's great. I went there. So that's yeah, great, that's, that's why that's my, my number two pick. <laughs> number two. <laughs> my number two great. pick. Uh, <laughs> We're all about the mature oh, humour here. Oh, um, right. Dick is a good podcast. On to the last piece then. On to the last piece. Um, I can't believe, again, it's the total opposite to yours. Um, <laughs> Have I just gone too mainstream? No, or... no. I seem to just like very angry, intense, weird um, <laughs> stuff today. But you know what? It sort of fits quite well because it's, um, it's another um, song. It's, okay. um, it's by Mozart. And actually, in, <laughs> um, in our meetings that we had about this podcast, uh, one of the first things that oh, I said meetings. was... Chris, we're not allowed to play Mozart or Beethoven in the first episode because that's really cliche. And then I chose this piece. So that's my fault. It's fair. Um, great. So Don Giovanni. Um, the story kind of follows the story of um, Don Juan, but obviously it's Italian, so Don Giovanni. Um, great. He's a bit of a, a rake and a rogue. And he likes to go around sleeping with lots of women. A Lothario. A Lothario. Very good. And... Um, Basically, very, very long story, very, very short. Um, one of the ladies he's visiting, um, her father comes in, the, the commandant, and um, uh, Don Giovanni is like, oh, no, and st stabs him to death, as you do <laughs> when your girlfriend's dad right, catches Right, this is my problem bed. with opera. That, that reaction makes no sense whatsoever. Shut up, it doesn't matter. It happens. <laughs> I mean, what else do you expect in an opera? Yeah, you're right. But anyway, so that happens, and then the rest of the opera is about his other sort of ladies. His and, wacky adventures. Yeah, his wacky adventures. Anyway, so the song I chose is actually in the finale. It's, it's in the final scene, mm -hmm. and um, it, it's 
uh, Don Giovanni has, has done all this stupid stuff. <laughs> and um, the ghost or the sort of statue of, of the commandant that he killed uh, comes to life. Oh, my God. And is saying, like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> you did some stuff that was bad. Uh, repent or I'm going to take you down to hell. And I mean it. And then Great, Don, another safe yeah, middle-of-the-road choice exactly, from you there. Exactly, yeah. And uh, Don Giovanni's like, what? I didn't do anything wrong. Like, what? And, uh, and then, you know, funnily enough, he gets dragged down to hell. It's a, it's a real treat. I'm um, very excited yes. to hear it. But personally, uh, so anyway, I um, came across this song uh, very much... Um, unintentionally it was uh, a music lesson in school and the teacher had given up teaching and he put <laughs> on the film Amadeus now if you know me I've probably told you to watch Amadeus or made you watch it with me it's a good film uh, I, and Mozart is a very handsome young man <laughs> uh, who I have the hots for <laughs> um, but basically we only watched half of it and then I went home and uh, told my dad I was like I'm watched this really cool film and my dad was like Oh, I've got the soundtrack here. Take this. Nice, nice. Um, listen to it. And then this song that I hadn't actually heard in the film came on and oh, I got goosebumps. I actually, I actually cried. Oh, <laughs> God. Cried. We're, we're so weepy uh, like, today. I was a 15, 56-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, stick with it. It's very powerful. It's great. It's in your face. Um, all right, here we go. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, powerful <laughs> stuff. Super there we powerful. Go. Uh, that was actually from the, the Amadeus soundtrack. I wanted to stay true to, yeah, to what good. moved me. Um, so uh, that was John Tomlinson singing um, uh, with the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields Ambrosian Opera Chorus. Very nice. Um, yeah, it's a dramatic one. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> did you did you like it? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, yeah. The the music itself is really beautiful. It's, it's dramatic and intense. We were just looking up the lyrics and the last, like, five lines is just, ah, ah, And ah. it's great. No, if you listen to the whole song, it's like, oh, oh, like they're singing this uh, kind of thing. And there's a lot of, no, see, no, see. <laughs> like, repent. No. Okay. No. Yes, no, but it's still great, you know, it works. Super naturalistic. In the song. Um, my favourite part was very close to the end of that little clip um, where he, the the statue, the commandant, is just singing that over the, the rising and falling violins. Have you considered a career as an opera singer? Um, yes, I have. That's not quite really far. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that um, really does it for me. Nice. Nice. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. I think, honestly, we've given quite a nice little cross-section. I think we have. I think, yeah. What we wanted to show you, I think, is that, first of all, that classical music isn't a monolith. There's so many different things yeah. that fall under this umbrella, from bizarre Japanese lunatic <laughs> clown piano to <laughs> dragging to hell. No, yes, no. Yeah, exactly. To my normal good choices. Um, how do you... <laughs> Uh, even more importantly is that the path into classical music um, isn't set. There's no mm. right or wrong way to do mm. it. You can find classical music in a lot of un- unlikely places. I know that sounds very lame, but um, <laughs> I, in this podcast, I will be introducing stuff from movies and from games nice. and from um, weird Japanese series that I've watched. <laughs> Apparently so. Um, and And yeah, that's what we're about really, isn't it? So that's about all we've got time for on uh, this week's episode of That Classical Podcast. That Classical Podcast. That one. You know the one. Um, <laughs> really hope you've enjoyed it. I think yeah. we've enjoyed it. Quite we've had a nice, a we've had a nice time um, working it all out. And, um, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks. I mean, yes. Uh, definitely. definitely. Sorry. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, in the meantime, um, please do visit uh, our Instagram profile. At that classical Insta. I think you could call it a profile. Yeah, yeah I think I did. You, you were hesitating over the word, but I think we can call it that. Uh, or on Twitter, you'll find us at at that classical. So an at symbol, that classical. Very nice. We wanted a longer name, but Twitter didn't let us. Um, uh, or, I mean, of course, please do subscribe. Most importantly. Yeah, please. Please, please, please do subscribe to the please. podcast. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to keep making these um, and sharing this with everyone. And the only way we can do that is if you help us by sharing how much you enjoyed this. Yeah, please. To and actually, um, you know, tell us your own stories or give us some yeah, suggestions. Sure. You know, what got you into classical music if you're not into it? Do you hate classical music? Why? Tell us. We're we'll going to try. You. Yeah. <laughs> not physically. Um, we'll fight you with our words. Yeah, exactly. No, that's even worse. Um, look. Please just give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from all of you. Um, And, yeah, thanks very much. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.